0: nolan is standing by hey wacky bruce coming to you from an undisclosed location this is the bruce exclusive and here's your host bruce nolan ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to the bruce exclusive of buffalo rumblings podcast i am your host Bruce Nolan, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Happy Friday to you. We made it through the week. Anymore, just, just making it through the week is a blessing. Just making it to the weekend is a victory in and of itself, and I'm going to help guide you there with this edition of the Bruce Exclusive. We are doing the hashtag almighty take today. In addition, we are talking a little bit about continuity, specifically team continuity. What inspired this discussion was an article from ESPN from June 12th that ranked continuity and utilized the amount of snaps that were being carried over from year over year as the method by which they determined continuity. And the Buffalo Bills were the number one offense and the number one overall team in regards to the percentage of their snaps that were returning with 88.0% of their snaps returning. Number one, by a good bit. Number two, with the Kansas City Chiefs at 84.7% of their snaps returning. And I want to talk about this a little bit before we get into the almighty takes. You may find a correlation now between the topic of the podcast and the topic of the almighty take, I'm tricky like that. So I think it's interesting that ESPN decided to use snaps returning as the rankings for this. Now they recognize that having assistant coaches returning is valuable. And they recognize that having the starting quarterback returning is valuable. And they recognize that having the head coach Returning is valuable, but they still had to rank something. So they ranked it based on snaps returning. And that's valuable. I think continuity matters, specifically in this offseason, as weird as it has been. But one of the things that I think is interesting about this is that continuity only matters if you're continuing in an upward trajectory. So staying consistent is a good thing if consistency is pointing in the correct direction. Consistency is not in and of itself valuable. I made this discussion on Twitter. I made this comment a while back and they were talking about the concept of unity. I don't think unity in a vacuum is valuable. Unity in a vacuum is nothing. Unity only matters if the thing you are united in has value. Continuity is the same way. Continuity in and of itself has no value. It is only valuable relative to the trend that the continuity is taking you. If the continuity is taking you up, then it's good. If the continuity is taking you down or has plateaued you at a level that you are not sufficiently satisfied with, then continuity isn't valuable. Continuity is only valuable if you think this team is taking the next step. And I think a lot of people do. They assume that Josh Allen will continue to improve. They assume the Bills will be better this year than they were last year. They assume that the path through the Patriots will not be quite as difficult because Tom Brady isn't there. And so because of that, we are ascribing a positive value to the word continuity. But I think it's important to note that continuity is not necessarily a good thing. I'll give you a great example of this. The Pittsburgh Steelers have 82.4% of the snaps returning. Well, hold on now. Pittsburgh Steelers missed the playoffs last year. Yes, but they missed Ben Roethlisberger. The reason why a lot of people are high on the Steelers this year is because they have the continuity, but the one thing they're having not continuity with is a significant upgrade. I don't think at this point anyone would be dumb enough to think that Duck Hodges is better than Ben Roethlisberger, even though there's people out there who thought Duck Hodges was better than Josh Allen. So continuity, not in and of itself, valuable. The Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, have 79% of their snaps returning. I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. I don't think we can expect a big progression forward from the Jacksonville Jaguars, unless you think Gardner Minshew is the guy. If you think he's the guy, then okay. But I don't think Jacksonville Jaguars having 79% of their snaps returning is necessarily a good thing. They have 15 of their 17 non-coordinator assistants returning. They have three of the four main coordinators returning. Their starting quarterbacks returning. Their head coach is returning. But I'm not entirely sure any of that's good. So again, not having continuity isn't necessarily a bad thing. The question is, should you have continuity? And I think in the Bills situation, having continuity is a good thing because you assume that there is untapped potential in this roster. You assume that there is a next step to be taken from Josh Allen. You assume that there is a next step to be taken from the offense with a small addition. You can look at the Buffalo Bills and compare them very favorably to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the sense that, yes, a lot of their offense is returning, but there's one big piece that's different. For the Steelers, it's Ben Roethlisberger coming back. For the Bills, it's the addition of Stephon Diggs. I understand we didn't do a lot of changing on the offensive side of the ball. As far as starters, there might be one new starter this year for the Bills. One is Devon Diggs. Everybody else could be exactly the same. But that one starter could make up a very significant impact, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you go to the bottom of the list, you think to yourself, okay, is it necessarily a bad thing? At the top, it was, is that continuity necessarily a good thing? Now at the bottom, it's, is that lack of continuity necessarily a bad thing? The Carolina Panthers, 46.9% of their snaps returning. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new head coach, new quarterback. It's a complete rebuild. But it was supposed to be a complete rebuild. So I'm not necessarily sure sure that this is necessarily a bad thing. It was intended to be a full rebuild. That was the idea. The Dallas Cowboys is an interesting, interesting thing. 66.5% of their snaps are returning. I think that's very interesting. Very interesting. Their starting quarterback is the same. Their offensive coordinator is the same. Amari Cooper comes back, but their head coach is different. Their defensive coordinator is different. Their special teams coordinator is different. But historically, the Cowboys have done well when they switched up coaches. So again, this is supposed to be a rebuild on the fly. This is supposed to be a, hey, let's go to that next step. Let's swap the coaches. Let's swap some coordinators. Let's keep some of our core talent in place. Let's apparently keep Ezekiel Elliott and lose Byron Jones. We can debate the wisdom of that decision. But it's interesting because I would argue the Cowboys are probably more likely to be good this year or better this year than they were last year. Because I was not a Jason Garrett believer. Now, that's not because I think Mike McCarthy is the greatest coach in the world, But this isn't necessarily a bad thing for them. It wasn't a bad thing for the Panthers because it was supposed to be a total rebuild. And it's not necessarily a bad thing for the Cowboys because they had essentially stagnated with what they were at. So lack of continuity isn't necessarily a bad thing there. I'll give you a great example where I think lack of continuity is a bad thing. The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots do not have a very talented roster on paper because they have 67.1% of their snaps returning and the stuff they lost was from valuable contributors that were not replaced overly well, especially because the Patriots are up against the cap. Jared Stidham taking over for Tom Brady. Might be Brian Hoyer. Bill Belichick's obviously back. Josh McDaniels is back. Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick. We talked about these people when we ranked the head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams coordinators. In the previous episodes of the Bruce Exclusive, But there's context to this. So the 29th team has 67.1% of the snaps returning, and that's a problem. The 30th team, the Dallas Cowboys, has 66% of the snaps, 66.5% of the snaps returning, and that might not be a bad thing. So I think it's interesting when you discuss this as to whether or not the lack of continuity is actually a positive and whether or not the continuity is actually a negative. So I don't think continuity is in and of itself valuable. I think it's only valuable when you apply trajectory to it. And I think that was interesting. Just want to talk about it a little bit. We are going to take a quick break. We are going to come right back and then we are going to go through your almighty takes of the week. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive, and it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is the thing that you wait for all week. I wait for it all week. It is time to go through your almighty takes. And the subject for this almighty take was the effect that this weird off season is going to have on sports and on football, maybe the bills sports in general, anything like that. And we're going to jump right in. Patton P A D D I N N on Twitter says, if Josh Allen improves in 2020, national media will dismiss it as a fluke due to COVID-19. If he regresses in 2020, many in bills, mafia will dismiss it as a fluke due to COVID-19. Oh man. Um, we find, that we find ways to justify things in our minds. We always have. We always will. It's part of being fans, I think. I'd like to think that I'm level-headed, but there's an element of me that wants so badly for this team to be great that I have to constantly fight against it so that I can provide the listeners with unbiased and reasonable takes. Level-headed approach. And I don't know if the national media would dismiss a Josh Allen jump as a fluke due to COVID-19. And the reason that is, is because I don't hear them talking about the lockout season. I don't hear them applying an asterisk to things about the lockout season. And I think if that was the case, we would see more of that. I do think that if he regresses, there may be some excuses because we're we're programmed to do that. We want to make excuses if Josh Allen regresses. So I'll give you, yeah, I agree with half of it. And I, I think I disagree with the other half. Anthony Mangan at Anthony Mangan NY on Twitter says, My almighty take about the unusual preseason circumstances, yes, the Bills will benefit from consistency, an advantage held over many of our opponents. But that won't stop the media from using it as an excuse to discredit team success. Well, if that team had more time to prepare, they would have beat the Bills. Or this team was severely disadvantaged by not having any reps in minicamp. It's time for the media to give the Buffalo Bills some respect, especially under McDermott or Beam. I will echo my previous comments. I I do think that if the media was going to make excuses for teams losing the Bills, I think we would see that more. We would see more asterisks in regards to the lockout season. And we would say, well, you know, it was a weird season. And yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but it was a fluky year. I think we would see more of that. Unless you think that the national media has a specific bias against only the Bills. And I don't think that's true. Um, I do think that there are a subsection of media who have a specific grudge against Josh Allen because they desperately want to be right. It's it's just bias. And they went so hard. And pre-draft, the narrative got so significantly pushed in the direction of being anti-Josh Allen. It, it, got, it got to be weird. Like, people calling him a parody of a quarterback. I mean, real, real extreme stuff. And now... You need that to be true because you kind of stuck your neck out there when you did that. So I don't think the nat- national media has an over bias about just the bills. I do think there's a subsection of media, specifically the draft media, who does have a uh, very vested interest in making sure that Josh Allen is bad because that they, 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 they want to be right. Some of us don't care that much about being right because I'm wrong all the time. And that's OK. It's learning. It's valuable. It's good. If you're never wrong, you just never get better. Or you just avoid any take of any sort of significant, I don't know, dramatic aptitude. I mean, you just avoid saying anything even mildly controversial. I'm not saying going spit out a hot take machine. But being wrong is not that big of a deal. I'm wrong all the time. It's fine. If, if the process that, ar- that made you arrive at your take is fine, then that's okay. You learn from it. You move on. At Bills Rock 12 says, regarding the weird offseason effect, no 2020 NFL season. I'm going to say no on this. There's too much money. I think the 2020 NFL season, my personal opinion is that it will it will move forward. It will move forward because there's too much money for it to not. I don't know if it'll look like we're used to seeing. I think it'll be weird and dramatic and there'll be constantly people popping up with COVID cases and it'll be weird how teams react to it. I think it'll be a, kind of a cluster, but there's no way that a business that significant lets that amount of money walk out the door. I just can't see it. At Kitten at the Disco says, the effect of this offseason with so many college NFL players and staff testing and the NFL doctor making a statement, we will not have a 2020 season. It's not worth it to risk the lives of players, staff, families, and fans. Now we can debate whether or not we think it should happen. That's a completely different discussion. I would argue football is fairly unimportant when it comes to the grand scheme of things. And this is a guy who spends his weeks talking into a microphone about men in uniforms with their names on the back, carrying balls across a field with chalked white lines Then we all scream and drink beer about. So yeah, I recognize the weirdness of what we do. I recognize the oddness of just sports in general. We can make a different discussion on whether or not we should happen, but I, I do think it's going to happen at soul underscore patchin says my almighty take is one a and one B one a the season will start but not finish part COVID part protests part social anarchy one B the referees will botch at least one game each week until the season stops oh the referees botch games all the time so I am always down for the refs being botched I, I am all about I recognize how difficult that job is it is extremely difficult but There are things we could do, the Sky Judge most notably. We could do things to make that job easier and get it right more often, and we don't. So the referees are absolutely going to screw it up, so I'll give you that one. The season will start but not finish. I can see that happening. I still say that the owners and the NFL are too stubborn to allow it to happen. So I'll say it finishes at this point. At Don the Duffster. Says, at Bruce exclusive, fourth quarter drives and big time plays won't carry as much momentum with the possible absence of fans due to COVID-19 reacting to them in the stadium. The energy that players draw from the fans is real. They feel pumped up due to the fans. I'm not going to tell you how I know this. I'm not going to tell you how I would have ascertained that people who are on stage or on the field or performing in some semblance, get energy from the fans because I'm not gonna tip my hat. But it happens. It absolutely happens. And not having that energy from the fans, I just I do think it matters. And now we can have a different debate over whether or not momentum's a thing. I think that's probably something I will talk about. Later this offseason. So, Don the Duffster, thank you for the idea. I just came into my head right now. I think maybe I'll talk about momentum. So I just I'm just gonna give and write it on my list. And it is now on the list for podcast topics. I do not know if we'll get to it this offseason, but at some point we will have a discussion about momentum. Sprinkle the process, says hashtag almighty take. Offenses will have less time to build a cohesion. Therefore, we will see historically bad year for offensive production. I predict we will be down to pre-2010 levels. I like this take. Not having install time, I think, is going to matter. I think sloppier football right out the gate. Now, we don't know if that will necessarily normalize over the course of the year. I can absolutely see offenses coming out sloppy. I don't know if it will be that extreme down to pre-2010 levels, but... I like where Sprinkle the Process is going here. Sloppy football, preseason football kind of stuff might happen the first couple weeks of the season. At Low Buffa, Buffalo Ceilings, says, hashtag almighty take. Predictions are worthless. Well, goodness gracious, why are you listening to this podcast, man? Just kidding. <laughs> Predictions are worthless, and especially so in chaos. Abnormal reactions to abnormal situations are normal, and we have ourselves one hell of an abnormal situation. I have no idea what will happen other than it will be unpredictable. I mean, goodness gracious, I don't know how you can disagree with this take. The key phrase here is abnormal reactions to abnormal situations are normal. This is just a good life lesson in general. I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole on this, but when weird things happen, people react weirdly because they're experiencing a stimuli that they have never experienced before and as such, their reaction will be something that maybe you've never seen before. So I do agree that it will be unpredictable. At Brian Junquist says, at Bruce Exclusive, hashtag almighty take, with Bill's offense doing off-season work, led by Josh Allen, and with the continuity, the best defense, and the addition of Stephon Diggs, the Bills will go to the Super Bowl and win. Josh Allen becomes league MVP. Patriots in Tampa Bay will burn. Wow, um, I'm actually going to change it to a tank top because it just got hot in here because of the hot take that that was. I'm going to change it to my Batman tank top. I have a Batman tank top and I have a Superman tank top. And I was actually joking because I'm actually wearing my Batman tank top right now as I record because I'm Batman. So that's really you know, important. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to do it yet. I can't get there. I can't get on the Bill's being a Super Bowl team until I see the next step from Josh Allen. I can't do it yet. Now if you want to predict that he's gonna make that okay, you know, so be it. That's what you're doing here. But I just I can't get on board. I, I'm I'm barely willing to go to the divisional champion right now. Just because there's just part of me that's just always gonna be so pessimistic. But I view myself as a realist. I think this is a good team. I think anything less than a division championship or a uh, playoff win I think is a, a disappointment this year, but I'm not willing to go as far as to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. Nate, the cheeseburger walrus says his hashtag almighty take is this year's events will have nearly no effect on the football season. Some teams and players might take a bit longer to get going, but overall the Ravens and chiefs will be good and the giants and Redskins will be garbage. Same as usual. I think teams taking a little bit longer to get going is important But I do think that has a tendency to normalize over the course of the year. So I I partially agree with this. I do think that that has a tendency to normalize over the course of the year. We might see some variance earlier in the year, some weird upsets, perhaps. If I was a betting man, I would not do any of my betting earlier in the year. Now, you guys know I am not a betting man. I have absolutely no interest in betting. It is a fool's errand, in my personal opinion. But... Yeah, I think I partially agree with that. John Zabraki says, the short offseason should benefit the Bills due to consistency with coaches, roster, and systems, but the year still comes back to Josh Allen's continued development. I don't see how you can argue with that. I think that consistency in this case, as established earlier in this podcast, is a good thing with the Bills, but it comes back to Josh Allen. Greg Tomset, cover one, was doing a podcast with Nate Geary a couple weeks ago and said that 50% of the team is the other 52, and the other 50%... It's Josh Allen. If you have two halves of the team, Josh Allen makes up 50% of it, and the other 50% is the other 52 players on the roster. We can debate over whether or not it's 50, 50, or 60, 40, but that's an important thing to note because if you have a quarterback who is good, a plurality, we can argue whether or not it's a majority, but a plurality of your team's probability of success has been locked up. And it will always come back to Josh Allen. At SuperTutor13 says, when the Bills brought back Dick Duran the next season after blowing the 5-2 and start the season before due to the rationale of continuity, I hated it. I just figured Ralph didn't want to pay him the extension he has signed. Needless to say, at the time, I hated the word continuity. But in 2020, with COVID-19 changing the way we live our lives, the fact that the Bills have this continuity, both in player personnel and coaching staff, I believe they are at a material advantage. I do believe that. I agree with you. I think the Bills' continuity matters. At D. Michelac, 16, says, COVID-19 will make home field advantage become less of a factor due to stadiums not being filled with two capacity. As previously stated, I agree with you. I think the energy drawn from the fans matters. At Greg Tomset, Greg, were your ears burning? Did you know I was talking about you? You and, who was it last week? Bills, backers, in KC, I think. You guys have essentially predicted me. I mean, you can set your watch by me. I'm a very consistent guy. But he says, for the at Bruce exclusive almighty take, although frequently discussed, I do not think we can possibly overstate how much better prepared the Bills already are being conditioned to McDermott's meticulous structure and process and will benefit this offseason in addition to simple continuity. Knowing what is expected of you, it matters when you're changing teams. And I don't think that McDermott struggles at all at having his players know what is expected of them. The only player on the offense who may not know exactly what's being expected of them is Stephon Diggs. And I'll bet you I know who told him. I'll bet you Josh Allen told him. Josh Allen told him, hey, this is how we do things. Because that's the kind of guy Josh Allen is. In addition, the changes on the defense, they're not that significant. Two starters, maybe, on the defense depending on whether or not you think Levi Wallace will start at CB2 or not. I agree. At Coach underscore Will Grant says, This offseason will show the true impact of continuity within an organization. Bills are the team with the fewest changes in the AFC East and will win the division because of it. When in uncharted waters, you want familiar faces around you, plus Stefan Diggs. Absolutely. I like that. When in uncharted waters, you want familiar faces around you. I agree with that. Stability and unstable times is important. And this is really unstable times. I like that. William, I'm, I'm a fan. At Forrest R. Smith says, at Bruce Exclusive, thanks for the great pod. Thank you, Forrest. Thank you so much for saying that. I, it really means a lot to me. Uh, you know, I, I, I work really hard on this stuff and it just, it means a lot to me that it matters to you guys. It does, because that's, that's really all I've ever wanted out of this. It's just for you guys to find value in what we do. And what I do on this pod every week and the, the work I put in. So thank you for saying that. His almighty take is the COVID off season will make defenses seem across the board much improved compared to the off- offenses in 2020. We'll see brief resurgence of love for defensive minded head coaches instead of Sean McVay's neighbor or whatever. I like that Sean McVay's neighbor. The guy who once did Sean McVay's dry cleaning is now interviewing for a head coaching job with the Jets. Because Adam Gase is terrible and he'll get fired. (laughs) I like this take. It's a little bit like the takes we talked about earlier about defenses being ahead of time, but the key addition there is in 2021, we'll see a brief resurgence of love for defensive minded head coaches due to that. I like that. I made a, I made a uh, point on a previous podcast that Leslie Frazier might be one of those defensive minded head coaches who gets a crack next year. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. It is time to pick a winner. It is time to pick the almighty take of the week. And it might not be, might just be recency bias. but I'm going with Forrest Smith. I'm going with at Forrest R. Smith. The at 20, in 2021, we will see a brief resurgence of love for D-minded head coaches. I like it. It's unique. It's thinking outside the box. It's not the same old, same old. It is a trying to extrapolate what the effects of 2020 will be in 2021. I like it. You get completely Useless Bruce Bucks. I'm assigning you 1,219 Bruce Bucks, which are completely useless. You can spend them on nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive. Make sure to come back next week. Hit me with your hashtag almighty take, and this week is going to be fun. It is hashtag almighty take with a football myth. Tell me something that is a myth about football. I'm not going to give you any ideas because I've got a list of ideas in front of me and we're going to talk about it, but something that people say about football or something that coaches say, or something players say, or something GMs say, or something you hear fans say about football that is a myth. Hit me with that hashtag, almighty take. We'll do it next Friday. Keep them coming. I love it. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. because I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rubble.